In this episode of the Larry Dowdy Mike Side Podcast, we're talking with Kevin Myatt. For nearly 19 years, his weather journal column has been the go-to online for weather in our area. It is a pleasure to hear the voice behind the popular weather postings on social media. Kevin Myatt, welcome to episode 59 of the podcast. Thank you for having me, Larry. Now, you have worked for a daily newspaper, I guess since late 80s, 1988, but you started here in late 1999. Walk us through your career. I mean, it, it wasn't always uh, weather, correct? Well, it wasn't even always weather uh, when I was doing a lot of weather. <laughs> I started, at, you know, I grew up in northeastern Arkansas, Jonesboro, uh, about an hour northwest of Memphis. Mm-hmm. And I went to the local college, Arkansas State. But be- before my first day of college, three weeks before us, I walked into the Jonesboro Sun newspaper office and I was I worked in the sports department I worked there seven years you know we do the we do the 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 stuff at night like put the golf agate in the paper and stuff like that but I covered high school football games some college games um it was a lot it was a lot of fun Mm -hmm. and and I really got to develop my my skills and talents and from there uh I worked over the new side of the same paper and then I became an editor of a small paper in Batesville, Arkansas, uh, about 10,000 population town with a, with a small liberal arts college that I taught at a little bit um, for three years. So uh, uh, Arkansas is great. Um, so I wanted somewhere with mountains. I was kind of looking more out west, to be very honest with you. Um, but I did have a friend in Asheville and I visited her one time and I, I kind of thought, well, the eastern mountains wouldn't be too bad. So uh, one day in 1999, I applied for two jobs. I applied for a job in uh, Rapid City, South Dakota, mm-hmm. um, and I applied for a job in Roanoke, Virginia. And it was Dan Casey's voice on my answering machine back when we had answering machines. You remember those? <laughs> uh, Barely. Voicemail. Yeah, and um, it was it was Dan Casey's booming voice on my answering machine three or four days later, and that just started the ball rolling for me to make a move to Roanoke in uh, November of 1999. So for you... Why newspaper? Did you like the whole idea of painting a picture with words? No, you know, um, growing up, I had, of course, I always had the weather interest. That was something that started very young. I lived in a very tornado-prone region, so, you know, I saw tornadoes at a very young age um, and and, and that kind of thing. But uh, I always had, a like, a talent for writing. I remember when I was 10, 12 years old, I'd put together a, uh, a neighborhood newspaper, you know, you know, back with typewriters and carbon paper, you know, and, you know, I make mistakes and just put a bunch of X's over it, <laughs> but, uh, you know, and sell it for five cents to the neighbors. Um, but um, the newspaper thing was, I always was interested in reading the newspapers more than maybe a lot of kids were. So the newspaper thing was kind of a secondary interest to weather. Mm-hmm. But at some point, it just became more practical uh, for work, for for college potential, for scholarships, for where for what the local college. You know, we were not a rich family at all, so, so uh, the local college, Arkansas State, had a very good communications program, and it just made more sense to go there and do journalism. And I I got my job at the paper, but like I said, three weeks before I started college. So uh, you know, for a lot of reasons, both the talent, the interest, and the practicality, I went the journalism route rather than the meteorology route. But then the meteorology caught up with the journalism later. So uh, it worked out pretty good, I guess. So for you, what made weather so appealing? You know, it's one of these things that I don't know if we can really explain a lot of times our, our, what our childhood interests become. I mean, I've been interested in weather since I was a very small kid. I mean, 
you know, the story I like to tell is that uh, there was a there was a tornado outbreak in Arkansas in 1975, really bad one, uh, in March, and there was a tornado warning, and 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 instead of taking shelter, my mother held me up to the the back patio window so I could get a look at the tornado on the horizon. It wasn't headed towards us; it was headed the other way. So, uh, you know, my mom said later that, you know, maybe she wouldn't have, she wouldn't have done that if she knew I was going to be chasing them someday. <laughs> but um, in any event, um, it's just one of these things that also, you know, uh, the late 70s were a very cold period in the winters across the country. So mm-hmm. even in Arkansas, we were getting these amazing amounts of snow. And I, you know, as a kid, I thought, man, this is going to be like this forever. And of course, the real Arkansas winters came back and been a few years. It wasn't much, but Having all those those snow those snow events and cold weather, the tornadoes uh, of my of my of the nineteen seventies in my youth, just kind of stirred a passion, and um, you know I never let that go. I did science projects as most kids do, and they were almost all weather related, and and um, you know I I kind of put the interest on a back burner for a while when I was doing sports and then news and editing, and and then it, it like I said it caught back up with me here in Roanoke. <laughs> What a great story. I know being a, a fan of radio, uh, I used to do a radio show in my bedroom. The audience was great, which was a basset hound sitting at my feet. Did did you ever draw weather maps and maybe oh, yeah. pretend you were doing a weather cast? Oh, yeah, I did. I did that. You know, I think I, uh, I might have told this story in my last weather journal column. I can't remember that uh, one day I was sick at school, sick and home from school. And um, there was snow headed the next day, and I drew a weather map, and I'm, it was my show and tell the next day, you know. <laughs> I remember doing the little TV weather cast, and, you know, in the third grade, fourth grade, that kind of thing, you know, that somebody do news. I had to always do the weather. Um, so, uh, yeah, that, I mean, you know, I, I don't know if I ever aspired to be a TV weatherman like uh, a lot of people do. They used to call them weatherman. You know, you can't have a weatherman anymore. You've got to have a, a meteorologist. That's but right. uh, back then... <laughs> Back then, you you know, no offense, you had a radio guy doing the weather all yes. the time. You know? Yes. So, you know, now we got, you know, they got to have a degree in you know, meteorology and such. I don't know if I ever really aspired to do the TV thing, uh, but I, I grew up thinking I was going to be a meteorologist until about maybe 16 or 17. And just you weigh it out and you see what's more, you know, at some point you figure out what's more practical. And it turned out to be a uh, a pretty uh, pretty good career, actually. Now, you've been a, a columnist, a copy editor, a night editor since 99 at the Roanoke Times. Uh, and in my opinion, that was when the Roanoke Times was the paper to read every day in town. Actually, there was a time where it was the Roanoke Times and the World News, a morning edition and an afternoon edition. And obviously, Things have changed. You have left the paper. Uh, fewer employees today, but the presses keep rolling. Readership has dropped, but paper costs have risen. What's happened? Oh, man, you can write a thesis on this. <laughs> um, you know, uh, the, you say the presses are still rolling. They're rolling in Lynchburg for our paper, mm-hmm. um, our, the local paper. Um, they're, you know, the paper is designed in Indiana. I mean, people here or help guide it, but the actual designing of the news pages happens in, in Munster, Munster, Indiana. Wow. Um, you know, um, in a, in a design center, it's a long story about what's happened in newspaper business. I, for instance, when I joined in 1999, the copy desk, the, the team that I was on, that mm-hmm. we were just responsible for getting the paper out at night, getting the pages together, getting them out by press time. 
just the A A section and what was in the Virginia section. There were, there were 19 people on our team. There's 31 in the whole newsroom now. There's the the entire design and copy desk is down to seven people after my departure. And you know that we're very centralized. We've been you know the, the runout times was purchased by uh, by Warren Buffett in 2013, and it was he sold it to Lee Enterprises in 20. I think 2019, 2020, right, right near the start of the pandemic. And, um, you know, these are massive chains and, and it's very centralized and, and a lot of cost cutting. We've had new, you know, numerous staff reductions over the years. And, and it, I'm still going to say we, because I've been in the, it was at the Roanoke Times for so long. I'll always feel connected, especially to the people who are left. Some wonderful people still there, but, uh, you know, I saw the complaints every day from people. They weren't getting their paper. Mm-hmm. They don't like the way the comics look. They don't like, you know, the and, and it always was very frustrating to me because none of the reasons that uh, the paper is worse now than it used to be are because of anybody working in Roanoke. These are decisions made remotely. These are decisions made in Iowa, in uh, Nebraska with you know, the BH. Sometimes in Richmond, sometimes uh, you know elsewhere, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a very frustrating thing being on the inside watching something you love kind of hollowed out like that. And, and uh, you know, after a while, it just got to a point where I had to weigh my place and position and what could happen in the future. And I made a decision to uh, to leave the newspaper, and it wasn't it wasn't easy to leave the newspaper, although it was pretty obviously the right decision for me. Can print turn this thing around, or are we going to go totally digital? Um, you know, there's, they always prematurely write off things like, you know, TV was going to kill radio. Radio found a new niche. There will probably be some niche for print. Mm-hmm. I suspect in five, just my guessing, five years from now, papers like the Roanoke Times will be a, will be a Sunday edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, with online the rest of the week. It seems to me like a lot of decisions were made 20 years ago or so. Um, some of this is un- inevitable, you know, the change of technology. But I don't know if news- the newspaper industry really did a good job of adjusting to the technology. And about 20 years ago, there were decisions being made looking back 20 years instead of looking ahead 20 years. And uh, I'm not talking about the Roanoke Times specifically, more like the industry in general. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of where we're at now is I don't think there was a lot of foresight uh, back then that there's, you know, there's a few papers in the country that are doing pretty well here and there and a lot that aren't. And it's just somebody didn't have the foresight to see, uh, to, to see the iceberg coming to the Titanic. So, <laughs> see, uh, I, I put this in the same category as the U S postal service and email. Did they not see that coming? Kind of like the newspapers, did you not see digital coming? You know, it seems like 12, 15 years ago at the Roanoke Times, talking about us specifically, there was a pretty good effort to do a lot of stuff online. I mean, do a lot, do a lot of stuff with Roanoke.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, I remember being a part of that. We'd have a little, well, I think we called it Timescast, a little kind of a sort of a newscast. And and uh, there were there were really efforts made. But then with, you know, we had the... Uh, recession 2008 and we were kind of in limbo for a few years and then bh media bought the paper and then lee and it just seemed like you know almost like we went back in time we almost went back 10 or 15 years 
and instead of moving forward and that, that was that was kind of frustrating uh, in a lot of ways but i i look back at at all the uh the columnists that came through the roanoke times and i know i'm going to leave somebody out the beth macy's of the world the ben beagles of the world the mike ives of the world even back to jeff DeBell. Uh, and and so many others um, in sports, Doug Dowdy and and others there. Thank goodness for uh, you know the the Ralph Barriers of the world, the Tad Dickens of the world. But again, that piece of the pie is getting smaller and smaller. I don't. I didn't help much uh, leaving it myself a week ago. I don't think. Uh, but uh, you know, uh, it's it is sad. I mean, you know. Somebody my age, you look at it and you, you begin to think, is is this the industry I want to finish my career in? You yeah. know, I'm in my early 50s. So, um, you know, there's still time to do something else. 15 years ago, I would have probably been, oh, I'm going to finish it out here. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, there, we, we have, there are people at the paper who are older than me who probably are best off. You know, they just, they're, they're, they're close, you know, close to retirement or whatever and, and just, just make a run for the uh, finish line. But, uh, um, each and every person there has to make kind of this call on their own, you know, with regard to their families and their, their individual situation. And we've lost so many, you know, I've, I've seen so many people go out the door, both voluntarily and involuntarily over mm -hmm. the years. I mean, I, I'd never experienced layoffs in a newspaper till 2008 in, in the recession. And there was just a few then, and it's been coming in big clumps ever since. And there just comes a point when enough is enough. And, you know, you begin to look at your own future. Well, too. That, that makes a lot of sense. So how did the Weather Journal begin with the Roanoke Times? Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, when I got there, uh, I actually had a hiking column on Roanoke.com for a while. I'd write about going, you know, hiking places. Dan Casey was doing a bicycling column. That's the way back then. That's what we were doing, you know, biking and hiking. But at some point, I began just sending emails to the editors or, you know, mainly the editors, sometimes the reporters about, upcoming weather events mm -hmm. or, you know, kind of interesting weather angles to ongoing stories or something like that. And um, at some point, it was just latched on to the idea that, you know, Kevin could do this in the paper. And um, we, we had that, you remember that shiny new press that started in 2003, you know, the, 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 the new color press. And, yes. <laughs> and we redesigned the paper and, and we, there, was a, there was a space uh, called Town Square on the second page of Virginia, and they didn't have enough stuff for it. So, all right, we'll get Kevin to fill up. Uh, he can blab about weather. You know, it probably won't last very long, but you know, it, we'll, we'll let him fill this space. I always joke there were there were two things, the weather column, and there was also a Spanish language column that went there that were kind of like, who's going to read this stuff? And those were the two longest lasting things on the on that on that uh, remake. You know, the Spanish language column lasted till I, I think I think. BH Media got rid of it in 2013, and it was it was very well received. And you know they'd use it in school uh, to to uh, teach Spanish and such. But the weather thing um, it it caught you know for whatever reason it caught a vein of interest. Uh, it really blew up about 2009 10 when we had that really snowy winter and just you know the big snowstorms over and over again and people you know hanging on your every word about uh, whether it's going to snow. Also. My, uh, I had a newborn son that year, so uh, right in the middle of it. So I didn't get any sleep, basically, 2009-10 winter. But um, anyway, that's that's the way it started. And for whatever reason, I mean, you know, I've just been very blessed that so many people have um, found it interesting and been very much an encouragement over the years. Uh, you know, there, there was a time I kind of thought about walking away from it, maybe 
12, 13 years ago, you mm-hmm. know, just, is this really worth it? And people kept me going long enough to have the big winner. And, and then, you know, I've been doing it ever since. Now that you're not at the paper, do you see any growth for your weather column uh, on social media? Judging when this podcast is coming out, um, by then you will know that um, I am resuming a weekly weather column in mid-October for Cardinal News. Oh. Um, yeah, I, you know, by then uh, we will have been past whatever this hurricane is going to do. Though, and uh, I am resuming the weekly weather column. I'm continuing on social media, my Twitter and Facebook posts. You know, I use Twitter a little more heavily because it's better for like, you know, short thoughts and and ongoing stuff and the Facebook algorithms really get screwed up. And, you know, some post you put up three weeks ago, will, will pop up on somebody's feed and, and, you know, they'll think, well, look, look what he's calling for. I don't see anybody else calling for that. But, um, um, but yes, uh, my, my day job now is at Virginia tech. I'm, I'm working in media, working in communications, writing and editing at the uh, vet- veterinary school there mm-hmm. on the side, I guess, weather is my side hustle. That's the <laughs> word the millennials use or, you know, Generation Z, I mean, the, you know, I, I can't figure out, but that's the word the Jews now. I like having my day job and my, my weather things separated now. They can both kind of grow on their own instead of being tied to each other and one affecting the other, you know, because there was sometimes a time challenge between the two uh, as one job uh, because, you know, the editing was always the biggest part of my job, editing and, and getting the paper out and the weather was a little bit on the side. But um, so I do, you know, I am looking to continue to grow it. I'll be covering a larger region now, all the way from uh, from the very southwest corner of the state to south side, instead of just basically Roanoke New River Valley. Um, I think a lot of people who stopped reading me years ago because they didn't like the paywall will will come back and <laughs> hope to you know find some new uh, new readers. And you know, you as you get older and and you get experience your style changes a little bit you kind of get a different little bit different voice but i think it's still the same at the beginning i just you know maybe a little more wisdom in there somewhere and uh, uh, i hope to continue to write, write about weather for uh, years to come in this region specifically well and this is a challenging region for sure and Ke- kevin i'm, I'm kind of like you in my uh, early days of television i did some uh weather during the uh, the morning show and uh, have done that periodically over the years not a meteorologist but it still fascinated me and to this day fascinates me and with so many apps out there I gotta admit, I've got some favorites, uh, and I'm sure you do too. Um, Radar Scope is one of my favorites. It's one of mine too, because you can just look at it yourself, and you know you don't need any interpretation. Yep. I mean, yep. You know, it's got. I mean, you can get the lightning on there, and uh, I, I've actually, you probably noticed that some of my Twitter, Twitter uh, posts, my tweets, uh-huh. uh, sometimes are are basically a radar service. They used to have a really good radar on their website, but I think they messed it up with. Uh, a couple of years ago, they had kind of a they kind of renovated their website, and I don't think it's as user friendly as it used to be. Um, so, uh, uh, Radar Scope is uh, which it, it does use National Weather Service images. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it uses National Weather Service radar. So uh, there is no without the National Weather Service, whatever you think of their products and <laughs> and their their meteorology, a lot of, they get they take a lot of guff. There would be no weather for anybody if it wasn't for the data they collect, and also. The weather service is still the best, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, I, and, I, and I, I get that. Oh. I, I know, uh, let's yep. see, besides uh, Radar Scope, I use uh, Windy. 
Uh, I've also used um, uh, Noah, but they have recently changed over to something called Climb. Yeah, I don't. You know, is, is Wendy the one with the wind barbs all yes. over the map? Or, yes. Yeah, that's that's a real that's a real interesting one to look at. I'm not familiar with the last one, Climb at all. So yeah, Noah just recently changed over to uh, to Climb, and I'm not a hundred percent sold on it, but I'm still checking it out just for fun. But uh, uh, and, and you know, even the local guys, uh, guys and gals who who do weather. You know, you you have to check out their stuff, but it's still again. There's that fascination with it. I guess maybe it's it's just enough science for me <laughs> to hold my interest. <laughs> you know, uh, talking about the local TV guys, uh, I will say real fast. That, you know, the the relationship between the weather people locally is is really good. I mean, you know, I'm I'm on good terms with everybody as far as I could tell with Brent Watts and Chris Michaels right. and. and uh, Jamie Singleton, who still does it south mm-hmm. of us, and and you know, there's a you know, I'd, I'd be I'm gonna miss some people here. Sean Sublet uh, is the Richmond Times Dispatch. We were actually kind of working together for a while, and I suspect you're going to see him in the Roanoke Times more often now that I'm not there because he'll you know he, he's the weather guy for Lee and Lee Enterprises in Virginia. But yeah, you know, weather is one of those sciences that everybody kind of has a stake in. I mean, it's it's like everybody has their opinion about it. It's one of the, you know, it's the water cooler conversation, weather and sports, which I've done news, weather and sports in my career. So I've done, I've done a TV newscast. Um, and I, I, I use a lot of sports metaphors in my weather, uh, weather writing, I'm told. So uh, anyway, it's, it's, it is a science that I think that may be why the weather writing I've done has been successful is, is, um, you know, I don't go into it trying to, I try to I try not to talk down to people, but also to try to explain complicated things. And everybody, and I, you know, I value a lot of people's opinions about what they're observing and, and such. And and um, you know, there's a lot of everybody has kind of their own uh, perspective on the weather, and it's interesting to see the different fandoms in weather. You know, you have your snow fans. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, you have your you have your let, let's have summer all year fans, and uh, <laughs> and they get a little testy with each other sometimes. But um, it, it it can be a lot of fun. But there are those fortunately very few days locally. But when weather is absolute life and death, and uh, you know it, we we've had things like the derecho and lots of flood events and mm-hmm. the occasional very large snowstorm that piles people up on I eighty one stuck overnight, and um, you know, those are few and far between here locally. So I think uh, because of our, we have a variable climate, but a relatively mild climate at the same time. And I think it's a good region to ride weather in. Yeah, and I tell you, with Cardinal News, you're going to be uh, expanding your weather because you've got a broad range from southwest Virginia down to south side. A lot of weather can change in that span of distance. Now, stuff of, you know, it's kind of funny in the early days of of a weather journal, the Roanoke Times had a larger footprint. So I would get into like the, what I call west of I-77 and <laughs> and even south side or a little bit more. But, you know, as the paper circulation area contracted, so did kind of the weather focus. And now I get to expand it again. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I, south side and, and what I, you know, I always hesitate to say far southwest corner. They, the, People in the far southwest say that's southwest, and Roanoke is not southwest, and they're probably right, but we're not central either. I've heard Roanoke's central Virginia, but we're 20 miles from the West Virginia line. We can't be central Virginia. But um, anyway, uh, the, the the whole southwest part all the way all the way to, I think, 
I think Dwayne Yancey, uh, editor of the Cardinal News, calls mm -hmm. it uh, his coverage area, the Cumberland Gap to Cumberland County. That's so, good. Uh, yeah, so that's that's the that's the region I'll be focusing on in weather, and and um, it does cover several different, what I dare say, microclimates. You know, they're different. Uh, you know, two county areas that have weather that can be opposite of two counties over. So, oh, I can't can't wait for that. Uh, we've got just a couple of minutes, Kevin, but I did want you to touch on this. Uh, Dan Casey wrote a great column recently about you and how your wife Erica, how y'all met. Um, I guess during the late 1990s. Yeah, um, we met on day two of my my time at the newspaper, and she wasn't really impressed with me right off the bat. You know, there wasn't there wasn't exactly. She said I grunted at her. You know, I don't remember that. But uh, as time went along, uh, we were working similar shifts on the desk and the night desk, and and you know, we just kind of started talking and teasing each other a little bit, and then it. Rolled into those uh, 1 a.m. Uh, meals at IHOP, which I'm told I ate a lot differently in my early 30s <laughs> than I do now at 1 a.m. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't handle the the Colorado omelet at 1 a.m. now with a 52 year old stomach. But you know, <laughs> over time we just, you know, we 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 started doing things together, and there was a time we took off, and then we came back together, and. Um, in 2005, we were we, we you know Erica and I were married at Hollins and. And we've been living, um, you know, our Blue Ridge house at, uh, ever, you know, not ever since then, but uh, oh, 17 years we've been together and have two sons. And and uh, we really love this area. Definitely have chosen to plant our roots here. Um, our parents are all, you know, all of our living parents, three of our four parents. My father passed away 2009. Three of our parents are here. This is home. You know, that's Virginia Tech's thing they use a lot of times, kind of a slogan. This is home. Well, this is home for what, us. What a beautiful story. Uh, how can folks find you on social media? On Twitter, it's, uh, what's that thing called? The at symbol. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know what the thing's called. At Kevin Myatt WX. It's my name with WX on the end. WX is an abbreviation for weather. Very, um, very good. And, of course, you yep. were, you're on, uh, you're, you're, you'll be in Cardinal News as well. Uh, we starting mid October with a regular column. Don't have a haven't decided which day of the week. It'll be a regular day, like one same day. Haven't quite decided yet. I've got to figure out some things based on my day job and <laughs> other events in life. But it probably probably midweek, maybe Wednesday, like I was doing in the in the Roanoke Times, or maybe Thursday. We will announce. But uh, I'll be doing that and occasionally writing other pieces as uh, you know. There's inclement weather approaching or inclement weather that has occurred and looking back at it and. I'm looking forward to that uh, that opportunity. That's these two things have kind of gone together. You know, it's it's been a little disjointed in the way I've had to roll it out. But uh, you know, I you know I've sought the cardinal thing as much as I sought the Virginia Tech job. So uh, I'm looking forward to a. Uh, doing the same thing with a little bit different twist. Well, I tell you, uh, Kevin, uh, you newspaper folks, you're a lot of fun. We've had Dwayne Yancey uh, now at Cardinal News. We've had him on the podcast. Uh, I've also dealt with uh, Ralph Barrier over the years, Tad Dickens, and it's just a joy to uh, meet you face-to-face -face this way and uh, finally get a chance to talk to you a little bit about uh, your weather, which you've made a name for yourself, Kevin Myatt. Appreciate that a lot. That's certainly some very, very good people you've mentioned there, uh, very interesting people. And, you know, I'm, I'm yeah, and I appreciate you having me on. It's been a lot of fun. 
uh, talking to you about all this stuff. I appreciate you joining me for Larry Dowdy Mike's Side in episode 59 with Kevin Myatt and his weather posts that we have come to love in his weather journals. As he takes a new job at Virginia Tech, he will continue posting weather at his Twitter handle at Kevin Myatt. WX. Or you can check him out at cardinalnews.org. If you like Mike's side, follow us wherever you download your podcast and be sure to share this podcast with someone by simply clicking on the share button. There's a new episode every other week. I hope you'll join me for the next Larry Dowdy Mike's side. See you then. <laughs>